This is a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne, truly independent community radio. G'day, welcome aboard the Starship Zero G, science fiction, fantasy and historical radio for episode number 110. I'm Rob Jan. And Megan McHugh. And we're here to talk about all things geeky. Well, not all things, really, you know, because everything is actually geeky. It's true. I like that idea. Do you remember end of last year, you said, oh, maybe one, one week just for a lark, we should do a show that covers absolutely nothing um, geeky? And um, you were going to go see a, a rom-com. I did. I did. I saw um, free billboards outside of Ebbing, yes, Missouri. Yes, that delightful rom-com <laughs> called... That's my idea of a horrible murder drama. Yeah, but you know, you know, if I go see like a children's movie, it's usually something like Pan's Labyrinth. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We can do that. There's a you know a busman's holiday that can happen. Yeah, exactly. All right, so there's so much around. I feel clobbered sometimes. There's a lot going on. You know, it's like oh, what's dropped on Netflix or Stan or you know. I mean, this week on um, on Filmstruck, which is yet another. Not a streaming service. Uh, they're doing a Howard Hawks oh, retrospective. Cool. There's your rom coms. That's pretty cool, yeah, actually. There you go. Uh, anyway, you know, and there's, there's so many trailers that have dropped this week. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm still working my way through <laughs> Black Mirror. You are? Yes. Oh, what, what have you seen? So I watched um, Hated in the Nation, mm-hmm. which I really, really loved, but I am a big crime procedural gal. So that's the one that's sort of feature length. I think it's 90 minutes. And it's very much focused on the kind of Twitter sphere, like hashtags and things like that. Have you seen that one? Um, is that the pig one? No, it's the B, it's the B <laughs> one. The B one. Oh, the B yeah, movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've seen that, of course. So I really loved that one. thought that was fantastic. And I also watched um, Metalhead. Which I've heard some people panned, but I thought was really well done. That's, that is, um, that's full on. Yeah. It yeah. is full on. I mean, I really think some of the episodes take it up a notch in yeah. the most recent season. So, yes, I've been plotting away with um, continuing season four and also taking a glance back at some of the episodes I've not watched. Yeah, so. yeah. Loads in there. But, yes, yeah, sorry, you were talking about trailers. Obviously, we have plenty. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp has appeared in its trailer form. Actually, this is something, I don't know, um, there's a sports and thing going on today in the United States. Yes. Um, what do they call that? Um, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Because they have superhero trailers during it, obviously. Well, they have all the big of everything during it. And, and there's rumours that there's something about uh, Avengers Infinity War. Would not surprise me. Yeah, so if that's ongoing, I'll have to, when we're playing a track, we'll have to check, see if it's dropped or anything. Oh, oh they wouldn't, yeah. They wouldn't do that, would they? Well, they wouldn't put it online straight away? Mm, probably no. not that I could easily access, but let me let me take a little, <laughs> little look-see, Rob. I'm sure it'll be um, all over Twitter. Cyber Scooby worker <laughs> magic. <laughs> okay, the Ant Man and the Wasp trailer has appeared, mm. deminiaturised, and this is the sequel to Ant Man. It brings back um, director Peyton Reed, mm-hmm. and we have Paul Rudd playing Ant Man, Giant Man now, and 
Evangeline Lilly playing um, Hope Van Dyne. Now these are these are sort of the second generation in the in the MCU in the Marvel Cinematic Universe of the uh, Ant Man and Wasp characters because it's Hank, Hank Pym and uh, Janet Van Dyne mm-hmm. parents. Yeah. Uh, in the uh, in the comic books, but um, this one they've got the uh, the script written by the um, guys uh, the writing team anyway Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. Uh, who did the uh, Lego Batman movie, mm-hmm. which I think is one of the best DC movies I've you ever seen. You love the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> and also they did Spider-Man Homecoming. Ah, you know, So great. real good credits there. Uh, and then they're going to have all the... the um, what do we call them? The Ant Posse. <laughs> <laughs> the, ant, the Ant Gang, uh, which is great because they actually made that first movie. Mm. All the little guys. <laughs> Not the, Well, the ants too, as well as the human characters. They're, you know, the heist team? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, this is the thing. I really feel like um, Ant-Man is something that I think could easily get lost in the the furor of all of the superhero things and everything coming out. Yeah. From watching the trailer, I was like, oh, they're definitely going to try and do some cool stuff with the shape changing and things. Yeah. And it definitely still gave me a reason to tune in. I really loved the first Ant-Man anyway, so. And um, Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah. Now, I've got intel on the Super Bowl trailer activity. Do you want to Yeah, wanna tell hear? me about it. All right. So we got second season trailer for Westworld, which I have to be honest is something that I've not watched. Have you watched Westworld? Uh, I must admit, I've I've skived off of that one. Maybe we um, should do a retrospective cover. I do like Evan Rachel Wood. Um, we also get first look at the cast of Solo, a Star Wars story. So the Han Solo movie. Oh, with the guy from uh, Hail Caesar. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, what can go wrong? <laughs> well. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I mean, that trailer's been kicking around for a while. Um, this might interest you. There's going to be a new Cloverfield. Wait a minute. The Jurassic World one has your guy in it. Yeah, exactly. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you there. Go no, on. no, no. No, not at I all. interrupted by Jeff Goldblum. You can always interrupt um, <laughs> to talk about Jeff Goldblum. New Cloverfield movie, apparently. Yeah, that's, that's the one that's um, unnamed. Yeah, so it's apparently going to be streaming on Netflix after the Super Bowl. I'm not too sure here. Might dig around in this a little bit more. But anyway, they're really uh, flogging that Cloverfield horse there. Um, that looks to be about it. So we don't have any... Because I, I, I actually loved the first Col- Cloverfield movie and the second one... You didn't mind the second one, I thought the you? second yeah. one was really spot on. Uh, was an evil spot, but it was still a good one. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to the third one. Yeah. And, I, and because I know nothing about it, they keep it so close. Yeah, so it looks like um, they played the trailer and then it's going to be available now, straight okay. away for the US uh, Netflix site. Just opening a new... <laughs> the Cloverfield, Cloverfield Paradox. This is some real like live Paradox radio business Netflix, here. and that's for next week's episode. Um, <laughs> So I, got, oh, and also um, Altered Carbon. Yeah. So have you watched any of that? No, not yet. Um, I'm not too sure. And, what to and make I know it. I know Richard Morgan's uh, work because we interviewed him once on Zero G. He wrote the original uh, mm. novel, but I don't can't remember if I've read that particular one. There's about four that I have read. Yeah, right. And there's been so many, you know. So I have to go through my notes on that. So we, we will catch up with that. But that looks like that looks quite major, actually. Uh, yeah, anyway, back to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. <laughs> Got hijacked there um, a little bit. Uh, the uh, I, I also know th- that they've got um, Michelle Pfeiffer playing um, oh. Janet Van Dyne. Fun. Who's disappeared okay. in the microverse as far as we know. 
uh, and Lawrence Fishburne's playing Bill Foster, who comic book fans will know, uh, end up becomes becoming the um, superhero Goliath. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether or not they'll do it that way. And there's an actor from Veep called Randall Park hmm. who's okay. going to play Shield agent Jimmy Woo. Um, that, Jimmy Woo is actually quite a uh, an important Shield agent. Uh, I hope they don't do to him what they did with Jasper Sitwell, turn him into a Hydra goon. Uh, although um, Agent Coulson, who was a new, as far as I can remember, sort of a new um, Shield agent, obviously went great places uh yeah as you were saying uh, lots of wasp action mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. lots of emphasis on her wings and her blasters yeah uh, her wasp sting as they used to call it uh and a lot of the abil- use of the ability to shrink and enlarge objects as a tactical weapon yes which i think is really fun and i think i'm looking forward to them using that in you know how they use sort of dr strange's powers to really make a good visual yes, statement yes, i'm yes. looking forward to them hopefully doing something like that here. Well, in the trailer the wasp uses a, a an enlarged pez dispenser of hello kitty yes <laughs> i thought that was pretty fun <laughs> and speaking of um uh, Scott, he of course he's in, unleashed his um, in a giant man now in um, uh, Captain America: Civil yes. War, and on, in terms of inner space, uh, it looks like they go inside some organism in a mini, 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 mini submarine, uh, or perhaps they're looking for Hope's missing mother in the microverse. I'm not sure exactly what's going on there. Sometimes these things are not long on plot, <laughs> and that's good. Which but we do know now we saw the villain, the arch-industrial spy slash thief, the ghost. Mm. And they've done a gender swap. Um, um, he was an I- older Iron Man foe originally, okay. after Stark Industries' secrets. Uh, but now he's, he is a she, played by Hannah John Kamen, um, British actress. She's in the uh, sci-fi television series Killjoy, playing a character called Dutch. And she was um, a <laughs> doff... Rocky Widow in uh, oh. Game, of Game of Thrones at one stage. There's a lot of widows in Game of Thrones. Well, aren't they <laughs> And uh, she was also in um, Black Mirror. In the uh, had a brief role in series one episode, Fifteen Million Merits. Huh. But she was um, crucial in the story playtest, which I think um, is in season three. season three. And that's the one where she plays the journalist. Uh, who's the other side of the um, equation in playtests where they, they have that video game where it picks out what you fear the most. Yeah, right. Have I, you seen that? I haven't seen that oh, one. But you are gonna, you're a gamer. You're going right. to love-hate that one. I'll put that on the, on yeah, the list. top of your list. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and of course, Michael Douglas is back again as Hank Pym. Love it. Um, and there's some great action with, with him in there from what I can see. And this is all going to, um, this is all set after Captain America Civil mm. War, but it's going to come out just after uh, Avengers Infinity War. Interesting. Sort of. Yeah, right. And, and that brings me to the slate, the Marvel slate for this, this year. Yes, um, upcoming. And it's really, uh, it's, it's, it's not really a conflict for me to be tortured by too much Marvel content. <laughs> but I know, I know, I know, I know that some people do get. I, I look, they get sick of superheroes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how. Maybe they've been watching too many DC movies. Um, I guess I can understand <laughs> when, like, the cinema market is flooded by one particular trend. Yeah. And I guess it just falls 
you know, in the in the green for us because it's our interest. Yeah. But I can see why that happening at any time can be fatiguing, even if you are too many that musicals. way inclined. Too so, many westerns. Yeah, exactly. And I but, think but Hollywood loves conf- that. Does anyone complain about too many police procedurals? Well, I certainly don't. <laughs> but that's also often on the small screen. Yeah. And I do feel like there's probably a difference between genre and mo- film movements. And I do think this has moved out of being a genre and into being something more akin to, like, let's slap superhero onto it. Well, it just it does make me wonder if um, superheroes are the mainstream and everything else sort of scuttles around and peers between superhero it's legs. It's harder too because even, you know, Shape of Water, obviously that's not a superhero film, but it has elements of fantasy and speculative oh, yeah. fiction in it and those all fall within our brief. So I think it's very much, I think, you know, the world's just catering to our interest. I won't complain. I did some more research on Shape of, uh, of Water and um, I was looking at the old uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon movies mm. and in the third movie... Uh, his name escapes me. That's all right. The creature always escapes and wreaks havoc. Um, there's some elements in that that actually make some stuff that happens in Shape of Water canon. Okay. You know, so that's like they're not actually out of left field if you include the really bad third movie. Interesting. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, so okay, back to this Marvel slate. Um, We've got Black Panther coming up next week, basically. I'm very excited um, about that. Everybody in the world is so excited for that. I really think that it's hopefully going to infuse a bit of excitement in people who are starting to flag a little. Because mm. um, I think the trailer looks awesome. He's not... This is an interesting thing. He's not my hero. Mm. Um, like most of the other ones that, that show up solo, um, I've known them from the Avengers. Yeah, sure. Uh, and he was always pretty cool in the Avengers, <laughs> you know. But, but it also goes back for me, oh, gosh, going back to the 19th century, to the turn of the 19th century, you know, 1890 into 1910, that mm. sort of era. Um, H. Ryder Haggard writing the Alan Quatermain series. And and a lot of old, old, half-myth, half-fiction, maybe no truth, basically, stories about lost African kingdoms. Yeah. You know, this is a really old trope. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not too many of them had hyper-technology that makes Stark tech look like Tinker Toys. But, yeah. you know, this stuff is um, serious. So I'm really looking forward to Black Panther. Um, I just wish... I, I saw a really good YouTube video on, on set day. I was watching um, something called... Uh, I think it was Rise of the Black Panther, um, Storm Carnage, something like that. Okay, yeah. And it was like... Um, I put it on my uh, on the Facebook page. Uh, it was something like um, the Black Panther trying to shut down arms dealing, people taking out vibranium from, from Wakanda, yeah. which is a common plot device. Yeah. And he... And this is done for nothing. It was yeah. like, you know, like no budget, but they had really great stunt players mm-hmm. and uh, pretty good special effects. And a guy who just really channeled T'Challa, you know, yeah. like he could have actually played him on the big screen. And, and he brings his wife along Storm and they have a spat. Yeah. <laughs> it's really <laughs> epic. Um, and I thought, this has just prepped me for this film. Anyway, um, so after Black Panther, there's New Mutants, mm-hmm. which is not an uh, um, an MCU one. It's a Fox one on April 13th. The dates may wibbly-wobbly a bit. Yeah. Um, Avengers Infinity War at the start of May. Is that... 
coming up that soon. That soon. Interesting. And, and I am doing the Infinity War Challenge, the Road to Infinity War Challenge, watching yeah. one of the MC movies a week. So what are you up to now? We just watched uh, Captain America, First Avenger last night. Oh, great. Which... As far as I'm concerned, and Joe Johnson is the director for that, uh, perfect director. As far as I'm concerned, it's pretty much a near-perfect movie. Okay. Um, the only thing I would change is I would have integrated the Howling Commandos into the story earlier somehow. Like maybe you've put them into a basic training camp with Cap or something. Okay. Because they, need, they were interesting characters and they needed a bit more depth. Yeah. Um, like uh, the, uh, the posse in uh, Wonder Woman got more of that. Yeah, their, not, their not story. heaps more, though. Not heaps more. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you can watch Wonder Woman and you can go, but they've just ripped off Captain America all the way through, even down to the characters called Steve. True, very true. <laughs> and the sacrifice. Oh, spoilers. Hey, it's been a while. Oh, look, they all, yeah. After New Mutants, which is actually a horror movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember seeing those um, trailers for that. I thought that was a TV show. I'm a bit off on my... Yeah, there was another one like that too. Right, there's okay. a few. There's Mutant X as well. There's all bits and There's lots of mutant mutants. They're trying to make it quite edgy, but it's in this odd way. Uh, after Avengers Infinity War, we've got Deadpool 2, we'll call it for now. Okay, uh, yeah. On May 18th. That'll, I think that'll deliver what it prom. you know. What yeah. It, it'll can, do its thing. It not. <laughs> and then the only one that I'm, one I'm uncertain about, Venom, in um, October. I'm uncertain yeah, about Venom. Yeah, I don't we'll know. See, we'll see, won't we? And then Dark Phoenix, X Men Dark Phoenix in November. Yeah. I'm into that. I think I'll that'll see be that good. one. Uh, December 14th, there's an animated movie coming out called Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Hmm. Uh, so you can expect lots of like Spider Island stuff and all the bits and pieces. Legs. Yeah. Mm. Marvel's Agents of Shield is continuing in its fifth season on the ABC. They're actually in the future at the moment. <laughs> so, uh, and the Kree are ruling over the humans. So, oh, yeah. So that's the, really it's sort of just going along in the background, isn't it? That, mm. um, yeah, apparently. And I'm I'm awful here. I wasn't able to catch up with the fourth season at all. Um, and I really want to because I like Agents mm. of Shield. Yeah, you've always loved it. Uh, there's Marvel's Runaway, which is still in its first season on Hulu. Okay. Um, and Cloak and Dagger is uh, a new Marvel television project set for Freeform, that oh. particular platform. All right. Um, then there's New Warriors. Now, that's a half-hour animated sort of sitcom, and they've got... I've been following sort of like the Great Lakes Avengers and some other Avengers, sort of side teams... Uh, including Night Thrasher, Speedball, Microbe and Debris. And they're also going to have Mr. Immortal and Squirrel Girl. Oh, yay! <laughs> in a cartoon. Yeah, fun. Yeah, fun, yeah. Although she has actually been in a cartoon before, I think in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoons. Um, and also Netflix, just aside there, has got Jessica Jones 2. Yes, very keen on that. With David Tennant in the cast oh, list. Oh, great. I mean, um, maybe just a voice in Jess's head. Still, I'll take it. One of many. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. Daredevil 3. And, of course, when last we saw Daredevil, um, Jessica at least thought he was dead. That's right. End mm. of the Defenders. Yeah. And Luke Cage 2. Cool. And if you want even more of the Marvel Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer, someone on YouTube has done an animated mashup using... <laughs> 
the character of Z4195 from DreamWorks 1998 Ants as Scott Lang. Fun. And uh, Jerry Seinfeld's character, the Bee, from the Bee movie as I, the Wasp. I so. found that and I am putting that on our um, it's very cool. program page. It's, it's not quite spot on with every, or Scott on with all of the um, moments, but it's Good still effort. pretty close. Okay. I'll uh, put a link to that up. Now, by the way, uh, after all of that, and there was a long talk about one trailer, uh, David Bowie has had his iconic character, Ziggy Stardust, co-opted to the name of a wasp, which was found um, in amber that was formed 100 million years ago. So maybe there's some um, time travelling with Kang and the wasp or something going on there. Uh, The wasp's Latin name is Archeoto... Archeo... I'll run at this. <laughs> Archaeotelia astropolvis, and it um, obviously Ziggy Stardust, and it also refers to the ancient source of the atoms that form our planet and its inhabitants. And we all know that Bowie had a huntsman spider named after him yes. years ago. I think he must have been under the influence of Pym particles when he wrote this next song, which is called The Dreamers, and I'll put this off the album um, uh, David Bowie Hours. And there's a line in here, so he shrinks as they ride mm-hmm. under the million sky. And I think um, Bowie was under the influence of Pym particles when he wrote this, <laughs> which is which is perfectly okay. There's nothing wrong with Pym particles, copyright trademark. <laughs> hmm. Broadcast mode. This is Crichton, the service android aboard the Starship Zero-G on 3 R FM. SOS! SOS! Mayday! Help! I am being held captive by rogue makeup artists who want to cover my face in plaster and latex rubber. Panic mode. Get me the hell out of here! Yes, that was David Bowie with The Dreamers. Um, and you are listening to Zero-G on 3 R, And... Today's title for the show is A Few Little Things because we're hopping around on some different trailers and bits and bobs that we've been catching up on. Podcast title is Journey to the Pod. And I do have an update on the Super Bowl spots. We have They have just shown an Avengers Infinity War TV spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's already up here that we can, we can apparently watch it, so we might try to watch it in the next break. Mm. Live as it happens. Exactly. Look at this. Um, <laughs> I don't wish they would stop interrupting my trailers with sports. I know. I know. <laughs> ah, well, okay. That's a, that's a geeky thing in itself, isn't it? They're all there in their cosplay outfits, I'm sure. <laughs> they are. Well, exactly. Yeah, and they're wearing, you know, they're wearing tactical body armour on the field, so, yeah, it's all in it. Uh, I have been watching... Oh, one of the things I've done in the last week is I went to see the uh, the final some sessions in the final week or so of um, the pop-up globe oh great yeah um, it was magnificent uh, many people have said this but I will echo it that I felt like I hadn't actually seen Shakespearean plays before yeah so I'd seen it performed in a replica in of the way. globe in that way um, with quite a few modern illusions because Shakespeare is a little bit like Gilbert and Sullivan. You can throw in topical uh, references. Uh, and I saw Henry V. Uh, oh, which great. Is my favourite. Yeah. And Much Ado About Nothing, which is another favourite. Um, Ah, oh, it's just amazing stuff. Were you standing or in one of the sitting? Uh, I sat. Yeah. 
because... Do you want to get sprayed with blood? Fair enough, fair enough. I didn't mind. I wouldn't mind have minded that. But I just, just decided to sit in this yeah. case where, I, where in particular sections. Um, yeah, uh, Henry V was vigorous and, and moving and <laughs> a great piece of propaganda for the English. Yeah. Um, and the costumes, because we interviewed the costuming on the show, uh, were incredible. Really, you know, they popped out on the stage. Um, <laughs> the bloodshed was <laughs> as to be expected. As to be expected, and it was bawdy, and it was full on and energetic, Aww. and and comedic as well. Uh, especially much ado about nothing. They heightened the um, that one of the comedic roles, uh, Dogberry, I think, um, really pushed his character up to the limit. And they had lots of cute little stage tricks too, like at the start of Henry V, they had a, there was a guy on, on cleaning up after what you assumed was the last session. Yeah. So he had a janitor's uniform, he was <laughs> just cleaning up, but he was actually the narrator. Ah. And um, Dogberry in Much Ado About Nothing was the, uh, the first aid sort of guy or, or one of the sort of, you know, that sort of emergency services. For yeah, them. cool. So that was all very cool. And that's it now for the Globe, isn't it? It's yeah. All, it's, it's all done. I guess it all popped down and... Because um, it came from Auckland. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going anywhere else before they go home, but I want to see them back here again. Yeah, that'd you know, be great. There's a lot more plays to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. so, oh, so, I was so pleased that I managed to get to see them. Uh, and um, speaking of uh, the Bard... Um, upstart crow, mm-hmm. um, which reminds me of um, uh, Magpie, like I think, who's, uh, who stole the show at some stage during the performance. Hop, you know, because uh, this fair scavenging bits of food and stuff, oh, yeah. and hopped onto the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Took a little turn around the yeah, stage. Yeah, a little turn. Uh, okay, Upstart Crow is a Ben Elton. British sitcom, which um, came out in 2016. Mm-hmm. They were riffing off the, uh, the 400th anniversary of the death of William Shakespeare. Um, it is a reference to uh, um, what um, uh, Shakespeare's rival Robert Greene said in a later play about Shakespeare, saying he's an upstart crow, beautiful with owl feathers. <laughs> so that's the title of this. And Ben Elton has done this. It's set in 1592, runs about half an hour-ish sort of thing. Yep. Um, David Mitchell plays um, William Shakespeare. Yes. Uh, and it is clearly a send-up of that classic British and American sitcom format because you've got Will, his wife, his mum and dad, his uh, unruly teenage daughter, yep. uh, the troubles that he's having during with the play, the, the constant toing and froing from from London and his home, and and they talk about that like it's a journey on the M1. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like oh, the coach was terrible today. There was supposed to be a refreshments cart, but not on this service apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it is incredibly corny, just like. A lot of Shakespeare's humour. Yep. Uh, and and his wife says to Will, um, you shouldn't do humour. It's not your thing. And he says, it is my thing. Uh, you just have to um, pay attention to the lengthy explanations and copious footnotes to find it funny. <laughs> uh, yes. So there's a lot of stuff in it that's... Um, that you will appreciate if you're a Shakespearean buff. Mm-hmm. If not, you probably pick up enough from it anyway to, to enjoy, enjoy it. I don't know if it's going to work uh, or if it did work. I know a lot of people didn't like it. Um, but it's perfect. Having seen the Shakespeare in, in, in the round at the Globe, it's it's perfectly in keeping with the double entendres and the puns and and just the nonsensical stuff. And, of course, the in-jokes are in there. They're, 
um, uh, Shakespeare's servant Kate, she really, really wants to be an actress, but there's no place for women on Elizabethan <laughs> stages playing women. You know? Yeah. Uh, and they're wrangling about trying to him writing Romeo and Julian. <laughs> Working title only, <laughs> uh, and you know, and 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 the plot naturally devolves out. Of, he's trying to come up with. He doesn't want everyone wants him to write a, a romantic play where the young lovers end up living happily ever after. Shakespeare goes, no, too obvious. I want to kill him. <laughs> I've just got to come up with a good way of doing it. And so the first episode is about how that evolves naturally mm. from a situation. You know, that's a yeah. Funny. No, it sounds like it has promise, but I can see where it may not be everyone's taste. Yeah. So I give you the um, the main. Uh, oh, can I give you the main title credits? I think I can. Um, and these they're actually quite nice. You know how credit sequences now have become very very uh, Game of Thronesish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's the, the that's the proper term. Yeah, the game. The, the, well, no, they've become they've 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 got animation in them, and this one they've actually animated woodcuts. Oh, uh, which is obviously great and a bit of a a bit of a, a catchy tune, ye catchy tune from ye oldy world. Hi there, I'm Jen Saska and I'm Sylvia Saska and, and we're, we're the Twisted, Twisted Twins, Twins and you're listening to Zero G on Three Triple R F M. Did you love it? Was it good for you too? Heck yeah! Yeah, it's, it's that kind of um, almost almost traditional, so bad that it's good British seaside camp holiday <laughs> humour. Uh, oh no, it isn't. Yes, it is actually. <laughs> so you know, I thought you might. Um, Enjoy seeing that if you happen to be, if you have a will, mm. <laughs> so you will um, bardner up with that quite well, I think. Okay, uh, and it's on the, it is on the ABC. There's actually a lot of stuff on the ABC at the moment that's um, uh, zero G rated, like the uh, Red Dwarf 12th season, which is just wound up on there, but still available on iView. Wow. Pretty credible, creditable season too. Okay, made up for some of the poor seasons that they've had in the past. Um, but yeah, so that if you want to watch Upstart Crow, it's on 9.30pm on Friday. Uh, but, of course, I was able to catch up with it on Netflix again. Uh, another thing to look out for, we're in the um, final stages of the last season of Star Trek Disco, mm-hmm. Discovery, as we call it. Um, and last week's episode was amazing. <laughs> What's past is prologue, it was called. Uh, oh, my goodness. Um Okay, spoilers, because uh, it's been a while. It's been a whole week. new episode drops tonight on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain Lorca turned out to be, spoiler, 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 not the um, actual prime universe Captain Lorca. He was from the Mirror Universe uh, for the whole first season, and we mm-hmm. didn't know. Uh, we also didn't know that um, Lieutenant Tyler was actually a remade Klingon spy. Oh, well. Uh, so all sorts of things just Goodness happen me. there. Uh, and they've returned, actually, to our to our universe, yep. the regular Star Trek universe, not the univ- not the Kelvin timeline of no. the J.J. Abrams universe. Not the movie but, universe. But the original prime universe. Uh, and they've returned nine months later than they left. Mm-hmm. The Klingon War is over and the Klingons won leaving the uh, the Discovery presumably as one of the few or maybe the only Federation starship left. Who knows? So that's going to cause problems. But th- it gets better. They didn't just come back alone. 
they brought back the emperor of the mirror universe, which, of course, is Michelle Yeoh. Ah, yay! <laughs> so, she's, suddenly she's undigested by Klingons because they ate her body uh-huh. in the prime universe after, yeah, after that's she right. killed her. But here she is back again. Uh, and and um, Jason Isaacs is gone. He's he was killed. So you know this is all here Goodness. happening in the in the Star Trek Discovery. Uh, whether you think that's too many plot twists all thrown at once, was <laughs> it's been a season, um, yeah. perhaps too short a season. But this is how they they do it in the twenty first century. You know, ten, thirteen episodes. Well, you know, the British have always done it with six <laughs> or three. <laughs> or three. <laughs> so. Here we are. I, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It's feisty. It's it's arrogantly different. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I they like did that. explain why Lorca wasn't the Starfleet captain, the usual mould. Mm. He were, definitely was not, and that's why. They did an agent ward on him like um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did in the first season. But apparently this was planned all along. Jason Isaacs knew it, and he said it's been very difficult keeping the secret. <laughs> Uh, another good show I've been watching, The New Legends of Monkey. Actually, I say good show. I want to recon- I'll reconsider that, that, that casual comment. I did like it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it as much as the older Monkey series, but there's a bit of a journey on this one, Journey to the West. Uh, New Legends of Monkey is on at the ABC, and um, it only runs for about 20 minutes or so, half an hour, that sort of thing. Uh, it's originally, of course, it's the 16th century Chinese novel, um, which they loosely uh, or firmly, depending on who you go, attribute to Wu Chengen. Um, it is one of the four great classical novels of Chinese literature. Um, we we get a, a translation here in English, um, Arthur Whaley, that's the most popular sort of abridged one. And, of course, it is... Um, about a, a Tang Dynasty Buddhist monk who goes to the Western regions, that's Central Asia, India, to obtain the Buddhist sacred sutras, and he tries to bring them back. Now, this new one is a Australian-New Zealand production. Mm-hmm. Um, and people go, oh, I like the original monkey. Yeah, you may, but actually what you're actually liking is a particular series in the, from the 1980s um, there have been so many Journey to the West series yeah. and so many movies and television series that that was just one of them, basically. <laughs> so, so it's like if you really like the Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah. It's like, well, there's a lot of other content. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Journey to the West. So there's really no trouble remaking this again. Although this one it does definitely feel like it's inspired by um, the older monkey series that we know here in the West primarily, even though that's actually a Japanese television series about Chinese characters, you know. So I know I know it's been, it's been thought of because the cast is not Chinese generally, mm. um, at least the prime cast. Uh, and I, I really, I get a bit uneasy having to go through the genetic mm. pedigree of people, just, I know. it's just like, you know... Um, I don't feel like the uh, one of the rules for this kind of thing. If you're punching down on a culture, kind of, mm. and, and just robbing them, but I, I don't think you know. I mean, it's China. You know, r- 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 rules the world, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, apart from the Marvel part of it. Well, uh, well, yeah, uh, and even that. <laughs> but yeah, look, 
um, it's for everyone to think about, mm. you know, whether or not you feel like this is a whitewash sort of thing. Um, because there are many New Zealanders in the cast, duh. Yeah. And many Australians in the cast, yeah. you know. Um, how, how far do you want to go with that? I'd leave that to you. <laughs> um, now, can I just pipe up with something? Yeah. I think, you know, you mentioned you're looking forward to watching this new Cloverfield Paradox Oh, yes, thing. yes. I've just looked up a little bit more about it and I've gotten quite excited to watch it. Why? It's set on a space station, A. Ooh. It's a group of international astronauts, B, including Daniel Brühl, who I really love. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, and I'll read you the little synopsis. Go this on. is Netflix synopsis. In the near future, a group of international astronauts on a space station are working to solve a massive energy crisis on Earth. The experimental technology aboard the station has an unexpected result, leaving the team isolated and fighting for survival. Mm. Um, Amazing. And it's also got Elizabeth Debicki, who's an Australian, in it. Mm -hmm. It's got Zhang Ziyi, or Ziyi Zhang, however you want to say it, David Oyelowo, uh, Chris O'Dowd. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Where did we see him last? He was the boyfriend of... Um, Who's in Brad? In uh, da, 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 Thor Dark World 2. <laughs> Sorry. But, um, yeah, it looks like it's got quite the cast on it and set in space. Okay. So, yeah, I definitely would be keen to cover that. I wonder how that's... Um, if that's going to sort of play off the giant monsters of Cloverfield as they come in mm. from their invasion or whatever. Oh, my God, have you seen the trailer for Pacific Rim 2? No. Oh, oh I need to get on top of that. <laughs> that is just... Boom. <laughs> <laughs> like, hello. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Monkey was the protector of the gods in the new age of the monkey. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realise you were... <laughs> I haven't finished yet, no. No, um... Uh, but he was destroyed, so the gods mm-hmm. were not protected, and the demons took over. But he wasn't actually, you know, you can see the body, you know, yeah. the monkey king. Never, it's like Michael Myers. Yeah. You never see the body. He, 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 he'd been fossilised for 500 years. Meanwhile, in the real world, <laughs> there's been a resistance movement running against the um, the demons. So there's still humans running around and everything. They've still got a sort of a society, but they're eking out a living mm. with this demon-run world. It's The concept itself is a little bit um, buffy. Okay. And a lot of, you know, the feeling of this show is, is very much like something that the that Sam Raimi would have done. Mm. Um, you know, there's like a Xeno... I was about to say, I'm looking up screenshots of it. It's got but that in, But in the half-hour format. So, that, so you could also say Jack of All Trades. and The promo material actually looks pretty cool. It's uh, produced by Michael Carrington, who's the uh, head of children's and education at ABC TV, plus a whole bunch of others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Chai Hansen plays Monkey. I've seen him before. He's an Australian Thai actor who was in Shadowhunters playing a character called Jordan Kyle. It's not a guilty secret of mine, but I have walked past it when it's been on television and sat down and watched a bit of it. <laughs> Just happened to have been on television. <laughs> uh, he was also in the 100. Um, oh. He uh, is a very uh, personable monkey. Oh. Um, he does car- carry off the title character with the right amount of swagger mm-hmm. and stupidity, mm-hmm. <laughs> which the Monkey King has to have. I think he wears his headband too tight. And he has the uh, the traditional um, quarter staff that can shrink and expand as a weapon, which mm-hmm. they actually use tactically, which is very nice. It's just sort of, oh, I just need to raise that um, 
overhead grating in the prison cell, bang, boom, knocks it out. <laughs> Very Ant-Man, actually. It's got yeah. Going. Uh, we've got um, uh, Lucian Buchanan playing Tripitaka. She's a New Zealand actress, and I haven't seen her before in anything else. Um, Josh Thompson is Pigsy, another New Zealand actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily Cockerell plays Sandy. Okay. She's an Australian um, actress, and I think Sandy is, from what I gather, is, a, is supposed to be a demon. At least that's what I've seen five episodes okay. of this show. The fifth episode is actually a game show where the demons are trying to trick um, Monkey and his, his posse out of um, the sutras. They're trying to get copies of them for their own nefarious Wow. Because everyone's trying to stop Monkey from doing the, the, the thing, you know. Um, they do a bit of a bait and switch at the start where a tough group of warriors and a monk come to a, a scholar's uh, home in order to seek the uh, the monkey king mm-hmm. and they all get killed <laughs> so, and it turns out and it ends up being the monk's um, young adopted uh, ward who has, uh, adopts the role of Tripitaka which is actually like a, a job description uh, yep, yep. and goes off on the quest so cool. her dying scholar master says you must do this <laughs> Uh, There's always she, a dying wind. And she does. She actually restores the monkey in, in, from the stone mountain and then goes to work in a tavern, as you would do, wow. <laughs> while they all sort it all out. Um, the monkey's kind of funny, he, he, which is good, but not as funny as the, as the 80 series. He, uh, is all, he is all swagger. Um, mm. He can't summon his magic cloud. <laughs> we can get his way. I hate when that happens. Yeah, yeah. Sandy just says, "Look, give it a give it a, a while. You know, it's been up five hundred years. Maybe it's you know, all he gets is rain, <laughs> which is very disappointing. And of course, he, if he had his cloud at this stage, they'd just go to go to the west and that'd be done. Um, the mm-hmm. chemistry between the characters is quite good. Uh, I, I buy them all there. We're missing one character from the old series, um, the horse." Water, the horse, dra- water dragon. Um, maybe they'll pick one up along the way. I don't know. But um, yeah, the demons are all very lo- dark elfish, very blonde and swaggery and really mm. obnoxious. Yeah, right. They can cast magic with their hands. Actually, like they do gang gestures with their fingers. <laughs> gang signs. Sounds like my D and D character. <laughs> yeah, they're they're kind of like that. <laughs> um, they are. They, you know, they they have tattooed chins. Um, they, uh, you know, they've got they've got a slogan like "Knock me down and five more shall take my place." Oh, like a grey hair. <laughs> like Hydra, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, there's a great line in in Captain America: The First Avenger, where a couple of two two Hydra goons attack Tommy Lee Jones's character, and he just shoots them down. And as they they're dying, they go, "Cut off a head and two more shall take its place." Ugh, you know, and they get killed. And Tommy Lee Jones says, right, let's find two more. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, look, it, it, if you are absolutely wedded to the more knockabout slapstick... Um, of this 80s series? Yeah, the old series. It was an 80s, late, whatever it was, late 80s sort of thing. If you're used to that and you don't want to go anywhere else, well, you know, go watch the box set of the old one. Um, this one's not as deliberately funny it's more of a slow burn mm. um, but it's got two seasons and maybe it'll 
it'll keep going. Who knows? So it's the um, the new Legends of Monkey. It's on mm-hmm. the ABC. Um, I've been watching it on iView. So it's on iView and yeah, everything. Which is yeah, the easiest one. But um, cool. I think it was on Tuesday night um, on ABC Comedy. <laughs> also, check out um, one I think coming up tonight actually um, called Stag. Uh, mini-series, British mini-series, which sounds like an awful lot of other uh, comedy horror movies where a bunch of um, guys go off into the woods. Oh. Eight men set off on a hunting trip in, oh, the, it's in the highlands. It's like a bachelor's party. Yeah, thing. yeah. Um, so there's uh, things that go <laughs> wrong. Yeah, you know, you know, how it goes. you know how it goes. Yeah. But, you know, it might, might, might be fun. Oh, look. Because people get killed off one by one. <laughs> I love when people get killed off one by one. Yeah. You'd think that actually they just do the lot. You know, just get it over no. and done with for the weekend. Got to draw out the tension. Got to make them feel, you know. Each episode. Afraid. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, that's about it for Zero G today in terms of the regular content. But um, I wanted to play. Uh, a track because we we went out and saw the um, the eclipse, the lunar eclipse, mm. and we actually just for once in Melbourne <laughs> there were no clouds yeah. where we were. It was a good night for it, and we watched it for a fair chunk uh, up to totality at least. So we've got the um, so it was like a large moon anyway when it was down near the horizon because it you know the optical illusion gives you it makes it look bigger. So um, then when it started going brown with the shadow cast over it was really cool yeah nice you know, and, and and i could imagine how it must have been a thousand years ago or something if you happen to have worked out the alignments and this planetary sequences and you realize that there was a pattern to this stuff and, yeah and you could go behold the moon is swallowed by the creature and <laughs> unless you pay me all of your it will never come back all of your loot your five magic all of your, beans all of your bitcoins <laughs> <laughs> which are worth one cent today yes, that's it <laughs> so <laughs> so that was great so uh our second david bowie track this week mm-hmm. will be um Moon Age Daydream and this is actually the one that they used in the Guardians of the Galaxy awesome mix volume one Zero G and I feel fine capsule is turning around oh that view is tremendous he oh Mr Bowie yep Moon Age Daydream sorry and he is um there brought to us by the Guardians of the Galaxy Mm. awesome mix we were just watching the uh, Super Bowl spot mm. for Guardians, for um, Avengers: Infinity War. Very, very brief spot. It was. I think it's more of a. It's more. I think I saw it described somewhere as like a cast kind of. It just shows you mostly everyone who's going to be in it. Not too much new information. Mm. Um, but I still thought it looked pretty cool. I was watching the um, the full length trailer on mm. telly the other day. Wow! <laughs> I didn't realise it was coming up so soon. Yeah, but um, yeah. Um, and also, yeah, we have confirmed that Netflix Australia has got that Cloverfield Paradox movie. Yes, dropping so tonight. Quite keen to watch that one. Yeah, not a not a cinema release. Mm. I know, and they've got they've thrown some money at it. I mean, some of those people um, wouldn't come cheap. Some of the Netflix movies I've seen. Um, I don't actually know if Netflix has backed this one themselves or whether or not it's... Um, well, maybe they have. Mm. Some of them have been good. 
Yeah. Spectral. I really enjoyed that. It's some hard of them haven't been good. Because some of them are things Netflix buys off other studios because the studio doesn't want to release it. Mm. And sometimes when they say it's a Netflix original, it's not. It's like from CBS or something in the US, but it's Netflix original in Australia. Yeah. So anyway, I think a lot of the things Netflix throws money at, they throw money at so many things. Yeah. So it's one of those things. For our money at so many things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, they've got a diversified portfolio. What a world we live in here in the genre <laughs> enclave that is zero G. I know. That something um, of our interest just drops in our lap. Yeah. During great. a sporting event. We are going to go out today before Kate Reed uh, with Astral Glamour coming up next anyway. Um, and we've got uh, Fire coming out of the monkey's head from the Demon Days album. Gorillas, and they of course have done their own interpretation of Journey to the West with a bit of Magic Monkey. That's it. Thanks, Megan. Thank you, Rob. This has been a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.